Hey, Fidelity. How can I remember to invest every month? With the Fidelity app, you can choose a schedule and set up recurring investments in stocks and ETFs. Oh, that sounds easier than I thought. You got this. Yeah, I do. Now, where did I put my keys? You will find them where you left them. Investing involves risk, including risk of loss. Fidelity Brokerage Services, LLC, member NYSE SIPC. Are you tired of not being able to get a hold of anyone when you have questions about your credit card? Well, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yes, you heard that right. You can talk to a human on the Discover customer service team anytime. So the next time you have a question about your credit card, call 1-800-DISCOVER to get the service you deserve. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Just watch me love myself That's all I want Got what I want That's all I want I'm not sorry I'm Claire Fallon And I'm Emma Gray And this is Love to See It, an obsessively detailed recap podcast about The Bachelor and other pop culture that makes us laugh, cry, and curse the patriarchy. We can't live with these shows and we can't live without them, but we can break down every juicy moment and unpack all the weird messages these shows send us about love, sex, and dating. Welcome to Love to See It, a podcast about a large, happily married man and his equally large adult son who is just so ready to find his wife in this room. This room? This This room? room. This room of 30 incredible women. 30 incredible neonatal nurses. I, (laughs) oh, what a gift. Yes, that's right. The Bachelor is back, and this time with twice as much Jesse Palmer as it's ever had before, arguably. The second one is, of course, Clayton, who you probably don't remember from Michelle Young's season of The Bachelorette outside of the very long promo he got during her finale. But look, (laughs) we're here. We're ready. And uh, yeah, we're here to talk about Clayton's journey. We're ready for season 26, I want to say, of The Bachelor. And last night was Clayton's season premiere. We're here to talk about limo exits, shimmering golden gowns, gimmicks, nags, kanga shoes, first roses accepted, and yes, rejected, and so much more. Honestly, I'm more excited than I thought I was going to be. I think I think we're going to have some fun, Claire. The You know, I could have been more excited if they'd made a different choice, but... I have I have a level of excitement. Given the the lowered expectations <laughs> I entered with, I was like, you know what? Let's start 2022 with a positive outlook, with yeah. just a a gentle wave of square jaws on my television yeah. screen. Compared to the disappointment of the current COVID wave, the disappointment of Clayton almost starts to look like something I can be enthusiastic exactly. about. Exactly. So Let's get started. Speaking of which, uh, my son is home from daycare, 
And yes, it is related to the COVID surge, though he does not have COVID. So if you hear anything in the background that sounds like Baby Shark playing very loud, that's, that's why. Um, <laughs> I said he should just come on the podcast and do a rendition of Baby Shark, but I've been told uh, not today. He would love to, but we're going to try to pencil that in for <laughs> later in the future. So, <laughs> because we have a lot to cover. Like, the first episode is always just like a wall of women in gowns that we're trying to learn distinguishing traits about and names just coming at us like a freight train. We've got to try to get through these 12 pages of notes, 11 pages. I did some trimming, so... <laughs> And we also have, you know, a brand new host to really oh my dig God. into. Jesse Palmer is is here. He's at the Bachelor Mansion. And I was honestly startled to see that familiar opening shot. We hadn't been there in so long. Yeah, it's it's a homecoming, you know. It's It was emotional, the glistening driveway. But we'll get to that because uh, we actually start with almost like a documentary-style opening. I think normally we come in with more, like, music and and voiceover and drama, and instead... This is we just gritty. Hear the sound. It's gritty. It's realistic. We hear the sound of just birdsong on Clayton Street as he drives to his parents' house and films himself knocking on the door and telling his mom that he's the next Bachelor, which if you get a knock on the door and it's your son filming himself on a selfie cam, you've got to be thinking the only reason is that he's the next Bachelor. Especially given that it's fairly clear that there was like also a camera crew there <laughs> filming Clayton film himself. So and that might have been a tip Maybe off. she would be, con- I think if I were her, I'd actually be a little disappointed because I'd be like, maybe this is like a surprise home reno show. And then, oh, it's my son and he's the Bachelor. <laughs> So much for that new Where's living room set. Where's my check? <laughs> um, she cries and hugs him, and then some very like stock music rendition of Springsteen style guitar kicks in. Very Americana, very like Missouri boy, born and raised, ready to find Wait, love on is the he, Bachelor. Is he a boy who's from Missouri? Just like a Midwest guy looking for love is that have i gotten that right wow he's from eureka missouri he's from missouri it's incredible yeah so he's very out of his comfort zone but we'll get into that as well at this point we hear the voiceover kick in a new voice a voice that i truly felt i'd never heard before saying get ready for a new season of the bachelor i was like what is this this voice doesn't have enough you know, gravitas for me. Who is this strange man? It's Jesse Palmer, our new host. He's really coming in with some, I'd say, vintage Chris Harrison vibes. And I think we have a clip of a bit of his intro. Good evening, Bachelor Nation. For those of you that don't remember me, I'm Jesse Palmer, and I'm the new host of The Bachelor. Yes, I was The Bachelor a long time ago on this show, but now... I'm a happily married man. But enough about me. I absolutely love the way that he pivots so hard out of describing himself as a happily married man. He's like, I actually, do I want to say that I'm happily married? Let's just leave that. Let's let's cut, cut right to talking about The Bachelor. He's biting our first season intro, though, from Chris Harrison. Mm-hmm. When Chris Harrison is introducing himself, he's like, I'm not The Bachelor. I'm a happily married man. And 
And Jesse is now stepping into that role. He's nodding. It's a little homage. An homage to a man who is no longer happily married, though perhaps happily engaged. I don't really concern myself with that anymore. Um, and hopefully Jesse Palmer's marriage will survive The Bachelor better than Chris Harrison's did in the long run. I, I hope that for him and and his partner. And he also jokes that he is like they do. They try to keep it lighthearted, a little like reference to the fact that, you know, the show has worn in some very deep grooves around certain tropes. He says, you know, I've spent many hours practicing saying words like amazing and dramatic. I did appreciate that. I was like, at least Jesse is being a little bit cheeky, is nodding to a little bit of the conversation around him, nodding a little bit to the role that he's sort of been thrust into and nodding to the fact that he probably isn't a familiar face to most of the people yeah. who are currently watching. And yeah, most uh, of the people who are currently watching, like, were in diapers when he was the Bachelor. <laughs> you know, there's a whole new generation of Bachelor Nation. I, when Chris Harrison was the Bachelor, I certainly was not. Was when Chris not Harrison was it. the Bachelor? Oh, <laughs> when Jesse Palmer was the Bachelor. This is going to be a problem. I don't feel like I know who Jesse Palmer is in a way. Like, I keep forgetting his name. Is that going to be a problem? Uh, I mean, no more so than the fact that I call Clayton Colton every five minutes. Yeah. Going through this doc, I really felt like I was losing my grip a little bit because I kept trying to write Colton instead of Clayton. And then I would see Jesse's name and I'd be like, who's Jesse? Jesse?" Yeah, (laughs) I was going through your notes and I was like, is Jesse a contestant that I just missed? And no, again, it's too many new faces and too many of them in all areas of this show, look too much like other faces. It's just, it's going to be, it's going to be a process for all of us to get to know basically everyone involved in this season. Yeah. I have to say, I, having come off of Caitlin hosting after the final rose for Michelle's season, which I really enjoyed, I'm not enjoying Jesse as host. I, I miss Caitlin's energy. Me too. Um, I do think that they set both Caitlin and Tayshia up for failure by having them as a duo. You're never going to have a duo as your long-term host. And so they were always set up to be replaced by a single, though happily married, white dude. And it bums me out. He's not really giving me anything other than some scripted zingers that, that I need. And, you know, that's a shame. But... He does bring something else, which is that he looks exactly like Clayton. Twins. He is just, they're both just men with heads that are shaped like loaves of bread. And they even look like maybe they're kind of the same age and they have the same haircut and the same shape of neck. And they're, they're like which the same Which is weird height. because Jesse is significantly older <laughs> it's than It's like unsettling. <laughs> Right, like like Jesse is like into his thirties. Clayton, I mean forties. Clayton has not yet reached thirty. Yeah, but Jesse is famous, so he has that good famous preserved. person skincare. He's very well preserved, and they really do. Whenever they are in the same place, look like that Spider Man meme of the two Spider Men pointing at each <laughs> it's other. Really unsettling. <laughs> Um, and so I have to wonder if they picked Clayton partly just because they loved the idea of having a matching set. <laughs> like Jesse indu- inducting the new generation of Jesse into 
the the pantheon of bachelors. But speaking of Clayton, let's talk about Clayton. He's finally here to give us his little promo, running backwards awkwardly to be like, I'm Clayton and I'm the new bachelor. And to disarm us with jokes about how we only had eight minutes of screen time on Michelle's season, which is accurate. And let us know that he is from the great state of Missouri. He's from Missouri, and he believes in this process more than anyone else in the world. And also, he's, and also he's from Missouri, a town called Eureka, a small town where everyone wants a picture of him, and he's from Missouri. Well, what I um, want to discuss is, you know, we get, we get a little bit of a flashback, get to know our bachelor a little <laughs> bit better. He's a football player. Which Mm -hmm. is, in fact, actually the only fact I knew about him from Michelle's season. But they do drive that (laughs) home again. And I was deeply disturbed by the facial hair that he used to rock. It is just... I didn't even appalling. I I have to say, Colton... Oh, my God. See, here we go. (laughs) This is going to be the whole season. Clayton, to me, I just, like, don't notice what's going on with his face at any point like you're like he had a beard i didn't notice like it, it all was looks not kind a normal of, beard it's like there's just blankness there for me i don't take it in i don't absorb okay, it well i might need i might need to go back and force <laughs> you to really zone in on it because it was i was just really glad that his grooming has improved his grooming choices i don't mean technique like the the style has improved. they've tried to give him a bit of a, a bachelor glow up as well um and he's looking adequate and some women up to 29 women on this show maybe even 30 think that he is the hottest man alive so it's working um but this package is really emphasizing kind of the four qualifications to be bachelor playing football being from the south or midwest ideally somewhere that's kind of both uh loving children And believing in this process more passionately than any other belief system in the world. And he's he's hitting all four quadrants of what this show is looking for in a lead. And that's just, I mean, if you want to know why Clayton's The Bachelor, it's because they they knew they'd be able to do like this exact intro package. (laughs) Yeah, it's a return to form for them. They're comfortable with this sort of person that they can package in this sort of way. They play that like they replay the whole thing where he cries because he loves Michelle's students so much and he wants kids. I was reminded how little chemistry he had with Michelle. I was like, I don't buy that either of them are that into each other. So this is a weird thing to hang your emotional arc on. But whatever. His whole arc is like, I was just really focused on football and my career. And then I met Michelle. And suddenly, because of Michelle, I need children. I, I want children right so badly that I, I'm crying because I don't have them already. And I'm just ready to drive a giant Jeep through Southern California, thinking about how great it will be to have kids with a pediatric nurse from like Tampa. <laughs> and that's that's Clayton's journey to this point. And now we're here for the rest of Clayton's journey. Um, and we're, to, you know, we're going to have to get to know some of the women as well, because it's their journey, too. And Jesse Palmer <laughs> cues us up by saying that he is at the Bachelor Mansion for the first time ever. He's actually never been there because they didn't film it there when he was 
when he was bachelor. And he says, so many men and women have met their soulmates right here. Which, How many, Jesse? Like he, four? Like I don't Jesse know. is like, I will not be giving you a number of any kind because that would be yeah. far too revealing at how often this show's process fails. Yeah. So many. More than one. <laughs> Definitely more than one. He's like, Sean Lowe? Have you heard of Sean Lowe? <laughs> Have you heard of Sean? <laughs> Ari's doing great these days. Um, so let's meet some of these ladies. Shanae is from Sycamore, Ohio, a one literally one stoplight town of 841 people. The dating pool, she says, is very small, which makes sense. And so she had naturally to go on The Bachelor to meet a husband. That is actually the best case usage for The Bachelor is for women, really hot women from small towns to go meet a high status man and marry him and not live in Sycamore, Ohio anymore. She's desperate to get out, which perhaps might explain some of the intense energy that we we are getting a sense she's going to bring to this season. Yeah. She's very she's like I'm very competitive whether it's a man or a card game. If I want it, I get it. And we've like just come off of the season promo where we just see her like screaming and throwing things and I'm like, "Oh, oh." Yeah. Villain alert. Yeah. Gabby, uh who is famous from being Dean Unglert's ex and Blake I Horseman's and, and Blake Horseman's ex. <laughs> opens with a little pickup line from a scooter. <laughs> I feel like they should have done a couple more takes of this. It was it, it didn't quite land, but her pickup line is Clayton, I'm assuming you are a tight end because you do have a tight Clayton, end. I'm assuming you are a tight end cuz you do have a tight end. She has a very like throaty seductive voice. I'm kind of into it. Like I didn't even oh, mean yeah. that to be mocking. Like I find her like very charming when i heard her voice and like she is she's doing like the the kind of uh edgy pickup line sexual pickup line with that soft demure throaty voice i was like oh i see why like every man who meets her is obsessed with her like she's really bringing those the sensual but also playful goofy combo yeah and it feels like she she goes for it romantically but she gives off a very friendly energy, which I think will serve her well in the house. Like, yeah, I, I actually understand why Dean felt confident in saying to the press, like, she's going to basically be a thing in Bachelor Nation. Yeah, which I actually think is interesting because I do think she's like a little different from the standard mold. And that she is, which I like. Why she could really stand out or she it could not work. Yeah. Um, that, yeah, she's she's not cookie cutter. Um, she is an ICU nurse, and so obviously during the pandemic, it's been difficult to find time to date. Seems fair. And yeah, so she plans to seduce Clayton with her humor, as she says. She sounds like some celebrity, and I, I can't figure out exactly who she sounds like, but I will I will figure it out. She does point. sound like the kind of like f- like starlet who would be like famous for having a really sexy voice. Yeah. <laughs> Um, you can tell I have great film references by how I describe it. I'm like, she sounds like a someone who's probably (laughs) someone. Rachel is next. She is the flight instructor. She just finished six years in flight school. And now she wants to take the obvious next step, which is to get engaged. It goes flight school, getting engaged, getting married, teaching your husband how to fly a small plane, 
skydiving. We'll get into the rest <laughs> of that later. Yeah, I was like, wait, I thought it, she was going to be like, and now I'm trying to become a commercial pilot for Delta. <laughs> it's a really stable, great long-term gig. And she was like, so now I'm ready to get married. Okay. Yeah. Fine. She's getting that MRS flight degree. <laughs> um, Daria. Speaking of degrees. Speaking of degrees. <laughs> is the Yale Law student. Um, we discussed her in our preview episode, our cast bio episode. Since then, we found out that she is reportedly like involved in the Federalist Society at Yale, which is super disturbing. <laughs> um, it's like not a good vibe. Yeah, it's basically, it was basically like cre- created by conservative legal types in order to counter what was perceived as being like liberal overreach um, by the Supreme Court, you know, all of these justices getting on there and like handing down decisions like against segregation in schools and all of these like activist measures to protect human rights. And they were like, we need to have a pipeline of conservative justices to, you know, keep the status to, quo to basically do what's to be happening right now, <laughs> to do what's happening right now, which is why like conservative presidents now um, pretty much always select Supreme Court judges who are recommended by the Federalist Society. Um, So Amy Coney Barrett is, you know, courtesy of the Federalist Society. Anyway, we're getting off track. Uh, This does not come up in her intro package. This does not come up in her intro package. But just to be clear, this is something that has been posted around Reddit and Bachelor Instagram accounts. And there is a screenshot of a list of members of the Federalist Society at Yale and her full name, Daria Rose, is under, uh, I believe, recruitment. Um, so, yeah, we we have not been able to independently confirm that she is yeah. a part of involved with the Federalist Society. But if she is, that is definitely a red flag for us. That'll be a red flag for me. But um, she is currently in her third year of law school, um, which also struck me as surprising because this filmed like basically during the entire fall semester. And so she would have like missed it (laughs) if she were on the show for the whole stretch. Um, So she's, you know, we see her in the law library with her heavy legal textbooks, taking notes on statutes and such. And she says, like, she's in her third year. Maybe this is sort of a, if I make it past, you know, week three, I'll Go ask out. to take the semester <laughs> off situation. I don't know. Um, it's not definitely not unheard of for people to come on the show with a situation that would kind of compel them to have to leave after a few weeks if they're still there. Um, but next up is Susie, a wedding videographer. And her thing is that she is very adventurous. And she, at 22, went to live in Japan for a few years. And she says, living in that culture changed my life. I have questions. Now she she does jujitsu. And she wants to be the yin to Clayton's yang. And I I just am like, "Mm." With nothing against Susie in particular, necessarily, this is, like, a very uncomfortable way for me to have 
the country of Japan <laughs> being discussed, like it is a little bit, you know, almost like a fetishizing of it. Well, we don't really get any details. It's spoken of, again, in as like a generality, as sort of a tool for her personal growth, specifically, I guess, for her discovery of jujitsu, which she is now highly trained in, yeah. it is suggested. Yeah. It, it just, it, it didn't land well the yin to the the yin the yin to the yang thing really makes me like it's like yeah adding a little bit of like asian flourish to your intro package which made me it was um, weird a little weirded out i just feel like this is how they always present these kinds of things on the show which is like and like it's it's not dissimilar from how a lot of you know american people and cultural products present it which is like oh i went to this exotic other country and like the culture of it was like this formative experience for me and like that educated me um and then i returned and made me more interesting it gave me edge yeah Yeah. and now i have a whole other personality i don't know it's just it's a little off it yeah yeah uh she also competed in miss usa after returning Susie gives me real front runner vibes oh yeah yeah and we see a lot of her in the previews she has the the personality that a front runner needs to have on The Bachelor, I think, where she's just like, I'm just here to have a good time, and that's enough for me. <laughs> Elizabeth is from Denver. She does real estate, makes a lot of money, and the thing that really stood out to me about Elizabeth is that she's wearing skinny jeans, and, you know, she's 32, the other, the, like, 24-year-olds are all wearing mom jeans. And we just, it, like, I'm struck that there is now a visible fashion rift between millennials and zillennials slash Zoomers on the show. Don't group me in with those millennials, okay? <laughs> I, I, I You're just away trying to keep I up with the I tossed away my skinny jeans. I don't know. I, I was, frankly, um, relieved that my aesthetic was not in line with Elizabeth's. You're just like, it's really important to me to seem like I'm 24. Yeah, and it's working. that's the point, is to be 24. <laughs> oh, my God. Just kidding. Um, but I will say, side parts do not seem to have gone out. Remember that TikTok that was the millennial woman singing about how Zoomers couldn't make her give up her side parts and skinny jeans? Yeah. The skinny jeans thing has really been been done. They're gone. Like, no one I see is ever wearing skinny jeans except for Elizabeth. <laughs> But side parts, they present stayed. across generations. Well, look, some people's faces just like look like are suited to a side yeah. part. Like let yeah. let everyone live. Exactly. Also, to be clear, Elizabeth can keep her skinny jeans. Avi, I just we're not gonna take the skinny jeans from Elizabeth. Yeah. But it is so bizarre to see how quickly a denim style that I that you just internalize as like the way that jeans are supposed to look can become a, a generational marker of like she's she's a little bit older than the <laughs> others. She's in her 30s. <laughs> her jeans are fitted to the calf. Uh, next is Teddy. Teddy <laughs> introduces herself by saying, I'm Teddy and I'm 25 years old. The Chiron below says that she is 24. Don't I'm know like, what happened. Yeah, here. I have a lot of questions uh, <laughs> about that. But they did it very. It was very obvious that they wanted you to clock that gap. So, yeah, she's trying to age herself up or it's, something. That's it's, because she's so ready to be a, a missus. She's so ready. She's like TikTok, ready to be a missus. 
She's like, mom, mom, <laughs> I'm ready to fuck. That's her thing. Well, of course she's ready to be a missus. She's a virgin and she clearly regrets it. She's like, I made that decision to not have sex. And I was like, I probably shouldn't have made that decision. But here I am. Like, what am I going to do? Just go out and like bang someone? Honestly, like, I guess maybe. I'll just, I guess I'll wait to be in love <laughs> or I'll just get married. I just want Teddy to like have some great sex. That is what I yeah. wish for Teddy. She has very flirtatious energy. She's adorable. I can definitely see why she ended up making such an impression on Clayton. Um, yeah, she she has that that vibe where you're like, I could date her as a straight woman. I even feel that vibe. Yeah, very into Sally. Teddy. Yeah. Oh, Sally. Oh, Sally. Sally so is we of all course. Know Sally. <laughs> Sally Carson, our previously engaged lady. Her story has been making the rounds on a. Bachelor gossip accounts from like a couple months now. And that's her whole thing. She's like, Yeah, I had a relationship. We hit it off. We fell in love really quickly. We got engaged. I planned everything. I was supposed to get married like literally today, but I'm not. And now I'm on The Bachelor. Yeah. Um, she. <laughs> seems very emotional she's like there was a lack of trust in our engagement no spec no specifics there but it's seems clear that she didn't really want the relationship to end she's gazing off cliffs at the water i'm getting emily maynard from her like the long the long blonde hair and the the jaw and the i teeth. see why they were like we won't let you, we will not let you leave this show without being on camera for at least a good yeah. chunk of time. They're like, listen, we tried to get another Emily Maynard <laughs> with like a South Carolina accent and like those even little white teeth. And um, yeah, she she has that that same that same energy. But, you know, she's in a rocky emotional place. But at the same time, she's 26 and she just wants babies to call her mama. Yeah, like, she needs to be married immediately. So what better to make that happen than to go on The Bachelor and sort of jumpstart this process? Um, I just want to warn her that sometimes babies won't call you mama. Mine refused. He never called wow, me mama. And he went straight to mommy, and it was heartbreaking. And I was like, should I have even had kids? You know, you have to really think about these things. So those are that's the last, like, little intro package that we get. And it leads right into Sally limo having some exit doubts. Day. Yeah, it's limo exit day, and Sally is having doubts. Is she going to get in that limo? Is she going to change out of her mom jeans with the ripped knee and into a sort of figure-hugging sparkly gown? I was really admiring her outfit, actually. I was like, where did she get? Those are good jeans. I See, would I, like them. Not to make this whole podcast about <laughs> denim, but, like, I just, like, don't like mom jeans. Like, when I see Those them weren't even on, really mom jeans. Those were, like, straight were legs, slight, slightly wide leg jeans. They were enormous. I can't, I can't get into flappy denim. I don't, I don't miss having large expanses of denim around my calf. Look, we've, we've lived through Jinko jeans. I, I'm not going to go around calling Sally's jeans enormous. I've seen <laughs> enormous jeans in my, in my day. 
I think I think of just like the bootcut jeans that I used to get from the Gap as being enormous. I'm like, why was there so much fabric around my ankles and like dragging on the ground and then they would get all dirty? Anyway, they all look hot, obviously, but did it make me want to get into the large leg denim trend? I'm still I'm still tentative. Sorry, we're talking about Sally. She's having an emotional breakdown. This was supposed to be her wedding day. She's pacing the grounds. She needs to talk to Clayton. So Clearly, production has been like, you cannot leave until you go have a sit down with Clayton. Yeah. Well, also, so this is weird. She, it's five hours before limo exit. She goes to his suite. Clayton is confused, obviously. He's not supposed to be meeting any of the women yet. So she comes in, she introduces herself as one of the 30 contestants he's about to meet, and she explains that it's been very difficult because she was engaged, she was supposed to get married the day before, and, you know, she spent the whole day, like, looking at the clock and thinking, oh, I would have been, you know, getting my hair done, I would have been having my first dance, and she just wants to kind of go home and be with her family. But she says... Part of me is being pulled home, but I didn't want to fully come to that decision until I met you. And you're really good looking. And I've only heard great things about you. And okay, so like if she really came to just leave, to just be like, I have to go by, why would she say that? I think she had essentially made her decision, but they were sort of massaging it. And I also think that production was thrilled at the idea that they could get Clayton rejected this early on. Right. Well, to me, it's like, if you really are definitely going, then why would you then frame it in a way that makes it seem like maybe it's because he just wasn't good enough? It's like, I just came to see if maybe you could tempt me to stay, but like, oh, you can't. Like, I have to go. (laughs) The whole thing was really bizarre, and I actually, like, felt pretty bad for Clayton. Like, not, like, super bad, but it was just... I'm like, this dude is just trying to, like, relax before just (laughs) an exhausting, like, 13-hour filming session. And this, like, woman comes in and starts sobbing to him about the fact that she's thinking hour by hour about which part of her wedding she would be having right this moment. And, like, they've never met. It was a lot. Honestly, His reaction really surprised. Well, first of all, it's always awkward when someone starts unburdening themselves like this and then the lead doesn't know what to say. So they just sit quietly while the person cries and just (laughs) goes deeper and deeper into the trauma that they're unveiling. And that's sort of what happens for the first half. And then I'm thinking, if I'm Clayton, I'm like, I'm about to meet 30 beautiful women with presumably great personalities. And... Do I want one of them to be someone who was supposed to get married yesterday right, and like, is clearly not over no. I would be so turned off. And instead, he's like, I know what to do. I'm going to win her over. <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to insist that she stay. And so he tells her, you know, I, I can tell you're genuine. You have a good heart. Like, I think that you're so special. He's like, I already like what I'm seeing out of you. 
he really talks kind of like a coach at times. Like he's like, he's you really need to scouting. step it up in trainings next week. But like, I'm seeing some good stuff out there. He sees promise. He's like, I think that you have a path to team captain, but we're not there yet. I'm going to need to see a little more yeah. hustle. But a no, little more time in the weight room. But, but he's the like a benevolent coach. He's like, I need to give my players some encouragement. And that comes in the form of a rose, which is roundly rejected. Yeah. He asks her to stay. And then while she goes out in the hallway and cries, you know, and is like on the phone with someone being like, I came to say goodbye to Clayton, but he's the nicest guy in the world. And like, I'm torn in half. Y'all don't understand. Like... I was supposed to get married, but now I have a great guy who thinks I'm great. And I'm like, okay, Sally, like you've talked for like 15 minutes, maybe. Yeah, everyone like, needs to chill out. Just <laughs> You don't like have a great guy. <laughs> like you met someone essentially like in a bar. Like this dude um, felt awkward and was like, I'll give her a rose. Like, yeah. That, that's the nice don't thing to sad. do. Don't be sad, pretty blonde lady. And meanwhile, Clayton is like, I will be pretty hurt if she says no. And I was like, Clayton, don't. Don't put your emotions in the hands of this woman who is still in love with her ex But then she does come back and she's like, I can't accept this rose. My heart's not in the place where I want. And I'm like, Clayton does not look hurt. He's just like, okay. Yeah. No need to apologize. I'm going to meet a lot of women who look, basically have your same face. <laughs> basically like you. <laughs> and uh, so it's a rough start for old Clayto. The first rose, as he says, that he's given out as Bachelor was rejected. And... It actually makes a lot more sense in this context than in the promos when I was like, okay, so he calls the first person up at the rose ceremony and she's like, nah, I'm good. <laughs> um, but it's a rough start. And then we cut right to that familiar scene of a glistening <sighs> wet driveway. Jesse Palmer is there, like the all of the Chris Harrison iterations before him, set to welcome his twin, his son, into yeah. the fold. So... <laughs> The first limo pulls up and they're all like shrieking, you know, Clayton inside. And the way that Clayton reacts, again, is like very football sideline to me. He's like aggressively clapping his hands, like bucking his head. And he's like, let's go. Let's go. And I'm like, that wasn't a first down. Like, these are some nice young ladies that you're going to meet. He has this to is pump not himself up. He has to pump himself down. Like, this is not courtship energy. This is... This is huddle energy. It's the only energy he knows. Uh, that's. I think that might be his problem. I'm just throwing that out there. But uh, adorable. And on that note, before the first ladies come out of the, the limos, we're going to take a quick break. Can you keep up? I like love it. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Sometimes there will be something that is just like nagging at me, bothering me about something in my life, and I just swirl it around and around and around in my head and don't quite know how to address it. And something that can really help me sort that through and like take action is therapy. I completely agree. I've been really stressed lately because I've just been getting sick over and over again. And before I know it, I'm feeling a lot of emotions and I don't even connect where they're coming from with the actual origin. We all carry around these stressors, right? And when we keep them bottled up, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a great safe space to get things off of your chest and figure out how to actually 
work through whatever's weighing you down. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash love to see it today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash love to see it. Okay, so you got engaged. Congrats. Now you may be wondering what comes next. If you're planning a wedding, the first thing you need to know about is Zola. With Zola, you can plan your entire wedding in one convenient place. From the day you get engaged and search for the venue to the day you send out your save the dates, make your registry, and even taste your cake. Zola has literally everything you need to make the whole process super easy and actually even enjoyable. There's even a five-star app that helps you plan on the go or, you know, from your couch, which is certainly how, uh, if I was planning a wedding, I would definitely want to do it as loungily as possible. <laughs> so important. I also just know myself. I I know that planning any kind of event, like even a birthday party, can get very stressful. And so it's been really cool to see friends use Zola. It really seems to make everything a lot less stressful. And as a frequent wedding attender. I love to be able to hop on that Zola registry and just purchase a gift. Easy peasy. I know I've done it. I won't forget. Thank you, Zola. Yeah, everything's all in the same place. It's perfect. Start planning at Zola.com. That's Z-O-L-A.com. Anyone who's been listening to this podcast for a while or even not that long knows that we love Article. I mean, honestly, I'm looking around my home right now. Coffee tables from Article, that lovely chair out on my deck, Article, our big console, Article, my bed frame, Article. This is an Article household. It is. And it's, I mean, it was an inspiration to me. We finally got our first Article piece of furniture recently, our new couch. And my husband and I are both constantly just like, how did we live before this couch? This is such an improvement over what we had before. It's so comfortable. It just seems to get more comfortable every day. I mean, it's the couch you dream of. And the reason that we have both been able to find ideal furniture on Article is because Article believes in delightful design for every home. And thanks to their online-only model, they have some really delightful prices, too. Their curated assortment of mid-century modern, coastal, industrial, Scandi, and boho designs makes furniture shopping simple. And their team of designers are all about finding that perfect balance between style, quality, and price because we all want the best of all of those three things united in one piece of furniture, right? Plus, they're dedicated to thoughtful craftsmanship that stands the test of time and, you know, looks good doing it. Article is offering our listeners $50 off your first purchase of $100 or more. To claim, visit article.com slash LTSI, and the discount will be automatically applied at checkout. That's article.com slash LTSI for $50 off your first purchase of $100 or more. And we're back in time for our first batch of limo exits. First, we meet Sarah, who sets a fashion tone um, for the night. And I think we see a handful of the women also show up basically dressed as human Oscar statuettes. Gold is big this season. Gold and red are both pretty big. Loved loved Sarah's look. She Mm -hmm. gives 
Clayton ate Tiger Charm because they are both tigers. She went to Clemson. He went to Mizzou. Obviously, not because sure if you've from, heard. He's from Missouri. He's from Missouri. <laughs> uh, next is Lindsay. Oh, sorry. I want to say about Sarah. Does she look sort of like McKenna? T? I, like, I feel like there's like something familiar about her face shape that I keep being like, I mean, they all look like every other season of women. But... Yeah. No, I see it. So next out is Lindsay W., a, a Southern Belle-type blonde. Genevieve is in red. She's does a Clayton entrance. She's like, I'm so nervous. I'm really nervous. Which, you know, he Genevieve is giving me real, like, I'm going to kill it on Paradise energy. Oh, yeah. She, she seems, like, sort of normal. Yeah. Which is weird because she's, like, a bartender in L.A. with, like, 30,000 Instagram followers, right? She's really hot. <laughs> I was not expecting her to have such girl-next-door vibe. Um, NC is in a sort of pastel sequin gown. And she does an intro. She says she's half Persian, half Korean. So she does the rest of her intro in Persian and Korean and translates it for him. And Clayton is just blown away. As she walks away, he says, another pretty one. They're all so pretty. <laughs> He's like, when are they going to start sending the real uggos out? Like, He's I'm like, waiting for that. Oh, my God, that. another hot one. It's like we're on TV or something. <laughs> also, I want to say, like, we all have our little weird physical tics that we probably wouldn't notice unless we were filmed for an extended period of time. But Clayton, like, cannot stop licking his lips cannot I was stop. like someone get you this man some chapstick katie was the same way katie was also a lip licker it's a very normal tick but it's it's, it's yeah. one of those things that really stands out when you're just like staring at someone's <laughs> face for a long time i think also when you're nervous and they yeah you know i think are both <laughs> we're both nervous <laughs> to be in the lead um Susie is next she's in white and she's like i'm not normally a hugger but i believe in a firm handshake she reaches out to shake his hand and oops she has one of those little buzzers little hand buzzers old school prank and she says did you feel the electricity between us this goes over well again Susie, front runner energy yeah uh next is claire she is wearing like a sparkly white fringy dress and she also her, looks like a former person she looks like she does i can't put my <gasps> finger on it okay no she it's the woman from i think ari's season who had the young kid who i'm forgetting her name chelsea chelsea, chelsea? yes yes yeah i do see they that. have the same face yeah yeah uh no you're right i see that um she her intro is just she's like I had something planned but I just decided to wing it when I saw you and maybe later I'll tell you what I was going to say which would have been really cringy. <laughs> I kind of liked this. <sighs> Me too. Um, uh, I I really enjoyed Claire's performance this episode. <laughs> Me too. Say. Bring that chaotic Claire energy. <laughs> this was our first hint that she was not going to com- behave in the proper composed way of a bachelor contestant. Next is Serene who is stunning and she's wearing dark green satin i love a green i love a green rachel also wears a really great deep Mm. green dress jewel tones are wonderful serene is also someone that i think is going to be like we only see bits and pieces of her in this episode but it's clear that she becomes a major player yeah and possibly a later season villain so we'll see 
next is Teddy. Our who gal is, Teddy. I loved her dress. Stunning. I, it's like black tulle overlay sheath dress. And she says that she's heard he's a big teddy bear. And hopefully soon she'll be his teddy bear. I kind of lost. There was the a lot of references there, to but... teddy bears. But it really worked for Clayton. He is so <laughs> taken by her. The, the only way that he knows how to like describe how he feels about Teddy. He does it more than once is, Teddy, you make me feel some type of way. <laughs> she really makes me feel some type of way. Um, some type. And at this point. You can say some what type. type. Mm, I, got, I got a sense from his tone. Uh, next is Tessa who says Tessa's asset backwards. So now that we've established that I'm an asset, I think you need to know what I think you know what you need to do in there. Um next is Lindsay D, who reminds me a lot of Lindsay Yenter from Sean's season. Yes. Yeah. She has it she styles herself differently. She definitely has a very like um full face of makeup look. Um very polished. And I feel like Lindsay Yenter was a little bit more natural makeup type, but like the face shape and everything. I see it. I really see it. Um, that was all, you see, all I did this episode is be like, which former Bachelor contestant <laughs> does this lady remind me of? Daria is next, our Yale law student. She is in blue and she says that she's wearing a rose necklace because her last name is Rose. And she's hoping her night ends with a rose. At this point, Clayton is so overflowing with good vibes that he just has to break protocol, pop in on them, and be like, I'm so happy right now. You're all so hot. And like, <laughs> I'm just so happy you're here. Don't go running off now. <laughs> I'll come after you. <laughs> I'm exaggerating a little bit, but uh, it was not yeah. that threatening. <laughs> no, it, it felt only threatening to me. The women all. Are thrilled they feel so validated they're like he wants to date us specifically us the like eight women from the first limo exits or whatever and then jesse pops back in to be like wow you sure are doing great champ like go get him and clayton's like thanks dad and we're back to more limo exits we see kate who is a reminder um a member of the oppenheim group the selling sunset <laughs> real estate firm and she she's is so wearing, selling sunset she's so selling sunset extremely la vibes but she looks gorgeous in like a stunning black sequin dress a lot of the women have those great like slinky really high slit dresses going on which i love the look of um and she's like know what would make us feel less nervous if we each held one of my nips and Clayton's like, uh, 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 and she's like, no, 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 these nips, these little, you know, liquor. She produces too many liquor bottles from her cleavage. Like Clayton looks liquor so bottles. relieved. <laughs> the thing is, to me, this is cute. I thought Plus, it was they each get to take a shot, but I would have phrased it differently. Like, they don't each hold one of her nips. It didn't really make that they much take, sense. I would say maybe if I took out my nips. <laughs> yeah, that would have worked better. This, like, didn't... It didn't quite work, but I did think that the she, taking a shot was actually a really cute and memorable cute. thing to do. She delivered it with a lot of panache. Sometimes, like, I feel like you'll have just a couple women on the season who you immediately feel like 
they're comfortable just like performing for like just performing themselves, just like being really polished, having great makeup and glossy hair, having the fancy dress on. It like doesn't feel foreign to them. They do it all the time. She gives me that. Like she's used to like selling expensive real estate and like looking glam. And next up is Sierra, who is wearing bright blue. And her little pickup line is like, I'm here from the future. And like, I'm your wife. You pick me. We should just run away now. Okay. Uh, Melina is in her (laughs) patented (laughs) Kanga shoes and a hot pink dress. She jumps into his arms with her proprietary exercise bouncy shoes girl is like i have committed to uh promoting my business on this show and i will take every opportunity i can get i almost wonder if she has planned anything for the next episode because she went so hard on promoting her kanga shoes in this episode that it's like is she ready to unlayer any other parts of her personality or is she gonna just stick to this the whole time Haley brings a jar of pickles for him to open for her. Jill is, I think, my favorite entrance um, because she goes dark. I and loved weird. it. It was so weird. She has an urn, like a literal cremation urn. A that giant she one. <laughs> it has to be because it's got more than one person in it. She deadpans. That it's full of the ashes of her exes, and she's brought them in case he makes the same mistake that they did, <laughs> which is incredibly dark. Oh, I, I loved love it. it. I was afraid that this that this wouldn't go over well with Clayton, and that he would immediately send her home. So I was very glad she made it past night one because I loved this. I almost think that because Clayton is so like normal bread dude that. He, I, I'm like, did he keep Jill as, like, to spice things up thing? Like, I got to keep some weirdos. <laughs> or maybe he's really interested. She is beautiful um, and, I think, funny. Lindsay D is watching and is like, I would never do that in a million years. And I'm like, great. Like, tell us more about how boring you are, Lindsay. My God. Very, very judgmental. What What is recapping the show about other than being judgmental? <laughs> Honestly, nothing. Next, uh, we meet Marlena. In Marlena's wearing a, orange. Like, neon orange dress. I loved it. And she... It's like dark pumpkin-y. Thro- yeah. Throws a flag and calls a penalty for him being so fine. Yeah. She she would know because she's also an athlete. She's a former Olympian. Former Olympian in track and field. Jane shows up in a white 1950s convertible with a vanity plate that reads vintage. She says that I she's was been called a cougar a few times. Very upset But she prefers to consider herself vintage, like a classic car. So at this point, you're thinking she's probably like 42, at L- least. Like, she's at 33. Least? I mean, not 42 is also... No, no, no. I hate this. I mean, this. he's 27. You know, I yeah. can see it. She's yeah. 33. She's, she's 33. Like, She's, like, a few years older than Clayton. Um, Imagine if one of the dudes who was, like, like fucking Kenny out here coming in and, like, marrying a 25-year-old. If he was, like, I'm just lightly a predator and a little bit vintage. (laughs) Like, no. A man would never do this. This woman is, like, 
five years older than Clayton. And she's like, just a warning. I'm extremely old, basically as old as this car um, from the 1950s. We're the, we're the yeah. same. Similar. Um, well-preserved, but very old. <laughs> and she says she hopes that he can he's a man who can appreciate the classics. And he's like, absolutely. Like, Clayton would never want to be accused of not being able to appreciate something. He's like, of course not. I will send you home tonight because do I want to date a woman who's old, old already? Like, <laughs> kind of decrepit? Like, no. But I appreciate you, Jane. I appreciate you. I did appreciate that he was, like, appropriately confused by the cougar reference. Like, he's like, what? Like, clearly they're basically the same age. He's like, she's a cougar? (laughs) Yeah, that was funny. But, you know, I have been called, as I've said before on this show, called a cougar for hooking up with someone who was not even a year younger than me. So, you know. (laughs) It can come for you early when you're a woman. For us ladies, Yeah. (laughs) Uh, that's the state of things. And uh, as always, heterosexuality is a prison. <laughs> truly is. Um, it's like, why don't women just like date whoever they want? It's like, oh, right. They're just rigorously policed at, at all turns. Um, next out of the limo is a beautiful older woman with a white bob. Her Chiron says she is a retiree from Boca Raton. She's, also, I'm like, she's uh, like 60. <laughs> Like, yeah, I was like, in this capitalist society, you think people in their early 60s are like a lot of them are not retired. Oh, a lot of them aren't. But I I can believe that that some of them that is true. Yeah, that is. true. Um, She was stunning. (laughs) She is beautiful. And she's she approaches Clayton. She says she wants grandchildren, but. She's here for the older senior bachelor. Maybe there's been some mistake. Is she in the right place? And he's like, uh, uh, I, uh, uh, and she's like, just kidding. I'm actually here to introduce you to the lovely Rachel. And out comes pilot Rachel. And this is just like very confusing. Like, why is Holly here? Holly is, of course, the older woman. Why is she here? Um, is she Rachel's mom? Is right. she a friend? Is she her flight instructor? It turns out <laughs> she that just- she seems to be like, an actor hired specifically for this gimmick. Right. Like it was There's very zero odd. Of, and then the whole point of it is that Rachel's like, I'm a pilot and Holly was my wing woman to get me in with you. And I'm like, so you came up with this whole conceit and then you just hired a random like 63 year old woman. Like, why isn't it like, were they buddy just from trying to get or... some sort of promo in for the fact that they are doing allegedly an older bachelor season? It almost felt more like they were ribbing themselves for never actually doing the older bachelor season. It like, was... remember how we keep telling you that we're casting for that older Bachelor season, but then it never comes. <laughs> the whole thing was very bizarre. And Clayton is understandably very confused. He's like, how do you know each other? And she... I remain confused by I, that. Because yeah, usually, a wing woman is, usually a wing woman is like, you're a buddy. Like, it's not just like a random 63-year-old woman <laughs> that you uh, I don't know how you hired. used to date, Claire, but... <laughs> My thing was that uh, I just went out with women who were more attractive and flirtatious than me, and then I got offended that no one wanted to talk to me. Instead. Oh, same. That was is my that, move too. Was that, was that <laughs> it was really plan? effective. <laughs> and then you like shrink away into the corner, and then like go yeah. home, maybe cry in the cab. Yeah, it was a good time. 
Yeah. Next comes Ivana in a one-sleeve sort of olive green dress. Her intro gambit is that she sort of sidles out silently, like puts her finger on her lips like we're not talking, kind of gives him a once-over, blows him a sexy little kiss, and then heads silently into the house. This like is at a no bad move. She, this is a very bad up. move. You need yeah. to to leave. I understand that she's like, I'm going to create such an impression of mysteriousness that he's going to need to chat with me. No, no, no. He's just going to forget you. Yeah. I mean, unfortunately, that does seem to be what happened. I think that sometimes people do this thing. It's like, oh, you're just going to have to come talk to me inside, like James in the box. And, like, the reality is they have a lot of people that they feel like they really have to talk to inside. So, like, the fact that you gave them less on first meeting does not actually compel them to want to make sure no. that you're at the top of the list. Um, Kira comes out in red lingerie under her white lab coat and her stethoscope. She is a doctor. And she's here to give him a physical to make sure that he's fit and ready Clayton's like, everything doctors dress like this these days? And she's like, yeah. He's like, not the doctors I work with. He's a medical sales rep. (laughs) That's right. (laughs) Clayton reminding us he has a career. (laughs) I love that. And of course, this provides fertile ground for the women who've already uh, entered the mansion to just start wildly slut-shaming poor Kira. Yeah, Sierra is watching and says, she hasn't left anything to the imagination. Like, why buy the cow if you're getting the milk? Which I didn't know that the milk was now just seeing my body. Like, are we supposed to marry men now before they see us in a bathing suit? Like, is that... Yeah, don't give the goods away, Claire. (laughs) Yeah, don't let them catch a glimpse. Like, you should be completely wrapping your body in a full duvet covering at all times around your future husband he shouldn't be able to uh, like tell what your I'm figure like, is shaped like right also like functionally what is the fucking difference between like lingerie and an extremely form-fitting dress this comes up again later because someone comes out in a swimsuit and everyone's like oh my god she's it's so cold she's gonna be freezing and i'm like you're all wearing like spaghetti strap dresses like how warm are those keeping you So we get some more exits. Mara comes out and introduces herself as Mara, like marinara, which I just want to point out does not at any point actually contain the sound Mara, but it's clearly an effective little mnemonic. And she says she's a little spicy and a little saucy. And so she's really leaning into the spicy thing. (sighs) What can you do? Next is Rihanna, who... Comes out in a cowboy hat. Um, and she does the, I was going to come out on a horse, but then I thought, why not save a horse? And you can ride a cowgirl. You get it? Yeah. Yeah. It's sexy. Eliza brings some sort of German versed, sort of a sausage. I was mad eat. we didn't actually get to hear her entrance. This was sort of cut in quick yeah. succession. But they are Lady in the Tramp styling that bratwurst yeah i don't think it's a season of the bachelor without a lady in the tramp style sausage eating um i think that that is a classic of the form gabby comes out in a very fitted sparkly gold gown and she's holding a pillow i loved this and she says i brought this to sit on later when i'm tired 
but really, I just wanted to sit on your face. And she flips it around and it has his face printed on it. I liked it. I thought that was pretty good. Because <laughs> she's, again, she's so bubbly that like all the yeah. dirtiness of the joke is balanced out so perfectly. Yeah. No, she really plays that. She really plays that uh, that dichotomy uh, against against itself. And it gave me also Caitlin Bristow entrance. Oh, yeah. Uh, flashbacks um, with Chris Souls. And, and we Caitlin know how well that worked said, out for her. You can plow the fuck out of my fields anytime. <laughs> yeah. And it worked out great for her. Um, so she, Gabby clearly knows her history. She's like, this is what a front runner does. Elizabeth brings a riding crop to whip him with. Hunter brings a boa constrictor for some reason. We don't even really get enough of her entrance to figure out what the joke is here. No idea. This one. And then here comes Samantha, the redhead. She is wheeled out in a gold tub full of bubble bath. She exits in a black bikini and a little black, little black uh, box over her. But as this show loves to do and asks him, would you like some of this bubbly personality and champagne? The answer is ostensibly no, because we basically never see her again. We never and then see she her goes again. Home. I'm completely baffled by it. Like, she seems to just not be there anymore. Like, we don't see her in the house. We don't see them talk. I don't think we ever see what dress she purportedly goes to change into. And at the rose ceremony, I kept looking to see if she was there in the lineup, and I didn't see her. I never saw her again after this scene. It was very What weird. happened? I, like, genuinely am like, I want to know what happened. I don't know. I need to go back and, like, close watch it and try to see if she shows up. In any- like, I thought I maybe spotted her on the side of a couple shots, but it's hard to tell because they all kind of look the same. Her hair, I thought, would really jump out to me. I know. Well, that's Um, why I think I spotted her in, like, the side of one of them. But who can say? I never saw anything. But, you know, she heads on in, and the women at this point are now, like, feeling the pressure. They're like, the exits are getting too intense. There's a snake. There are bikinis. There's lingerie. Rachel, like, jokes like mom can you pick me up from the bachelor mansion i'm scared and it's like well you did you could just ask holly well, i guess holly isn't your mother then <laughs> apparently not um and cassidy drives up in like a children's toy car like suv these now are a trigger for me because when you see them at the playground every toddler just throws a tantrum because they all want to ride in the battery operated suv i wanted one of those so badly when i was a child my parents never gave in no i mean i feel like that's such a defining trait like greg and i are both like we didn't get to have a battery operated toy car people as well yeah and you know like the kinds of kids who have them you're just like that's a whole different kind Mm -hmm. of life that you have a whole different experience and uh next is a woman in a a pickup truck kind of hopped up on monster wheels that just bashes right into the kitty car shocker it's shanae oh shanae and she's ready to ruffle some feathers um and the women are really shocked by this they're like she just ruined another girl's entrance (laughs) okay Calm down. Cassidy wasn't in the car. <laughs> okay, ladies. And at this point, our ex- our entrances are are all done. The two Spider-Men reconvene. Clayton says that it's time for him to just really decipher what he's looking for. 
And Jesse asks if he met his wife, and Clayton is like, yeah. Yeah, she's in there. He's like, I, as I said. But I need to find her. They're all really pretty. <laughs> they're all so pretty. So and, I know she's in there. Um, But he's got to find her. Like, he's got, it's like, where's Waldo? He's like, looking well, around all Claire, these pretty women. Which one is wearing the red striped hat that signals that she is his wife? That's what the cocktail party is for. It's that's time for so him true. to meet the ladies. Like, yeah, for real, for real. This time. Like, yeah. sit down and chat with them, make out with a lot of them. <laughs> Bring some of a them lot of to them. the point of yeah. pure hatred. Um, Within it moments. all happens. So he enters the room. He gives a speech um, about how he can't believe he's actually bachelor and he's really here. And then he's like, is so freaked out and pauses for so long that Lindsay D has to be like, "You're doing great. <laughs> You're doing amazing, sweetie. <laughs> Keep going." And so he toasts to, like, stepping out of our comfort zones and growing together. And then he spills his drink all over his wrist. He's a little bit of a goober. He's a goober. And you know what? This was my first date move, too. And we see why it's so effective. Um, You're so nervous that you spill your drink everywhere. In my case, it was usually in my lap. And then the guy's like, oh, she's really, she's just, like, so How endearing. She's so overwhelmed. (laughs) so endearing Haley is truly like overwhelmed she's like he accidentally spilled his drink it was an accident that was the most endearing thing i've ever seen poor Haley is like obsessed with clayton very quickly and it doesn't work out well for her but susie susie is a go-getter she grabs clayton first and she really like receives some of his like holy shit i'm here energy he's like i was in your shoes less than two months ago. And I'm not sure if you've heard, but I'm just a guy from Missouri. From Missouri. Uh, from a small town in Missouri as well. Eureka. <laughs> and so he's out of his comfort zone here. This is not a small town in Missouri. This is the bachelor goddamn mansion. And Susie is like, well, I'm an out of the comfort zone girl. I live my life there. And they're both like, maybe you could bounce me out a little bit. And Susie's like, I need someone that's different than I. Major grammar flex. <laughs> She's like, I'm going to go with the more old-fashioned formal construction here. I need someone that's different than I. Yeah. Elizabeth brought a photo. Speaking of old from- construction. <laughs> <laughs> she brought a photo from 1930. <laughs> It is her Swedish grandfather, Gustav Munson, and presumably her grandmother as well. Because yeah, that she was says, very weird. She's like, so many things had to happen for them to meet. I'm like, I wasn't aware there was another human in this photograph. I've only heard about Gustav. <laughs> well, grandmothers don't matter. You know, <laughs> They're just they there. don't have names. They don't have histories or nationalities. She says so many things had to happen for them to meet, and so many things had to happen for you and and me to meet and then she asks him to just hang on to this fragile family heirloom for her and he i was does not concerned amped to have this opportunity he definitely does not want to keep the photo but i don't blame him he's game i would send her home night one just so i could give the photo back yeah. right away <laughs> get that off my list of responsibilities and then Teddy gets some time. Before her chat with him, we see her express that, like, now they've met, she knows he'll be a good kisser. But she's not going to kiss him night one. Famous last words, because 
She sits down with Clayton. They're really vibing. His hand is like all the way up her thigh, like at the very top where it's almost sort of not thigh anymore. It starts (laughs) to be something else. And she says that she looked at all of Michelle's guys with her sister and she wanted it to be this one guy who seems so cute and sweet. But she was like, well, I wouldn't have that luck. It wouldn't really be the guy I wanted. But it was because Clayton, that man was you. And he's so flattered. And they're like, there's a spark. They're really and into each other. Very yeah, quickly. She says, so far, so good. And he says, a little bit more than that. Ooh. What a line. And he kisses her. They both feel amazing afterwards. Apparently, it was a good kiss. And we know from Katie's season that that's not always the case. And Clayton is like, I now know that I'm definitely going to be engaged. I'm going to propose. It's happening. I've been given. He's like, if I say it enough times, (laughs) I will manifest it. Also, like, proposing literally is something that you just have to speak into existence. Like, Yeah, he can just do it. You like, it really it doesn't require the buy-in <laughs> of anyone. <laughs> um, unfortunately, the women have all noticed them kissing, and the women are getting pretty territorial the ter- already. Oh, my God. It starts so early. They're all like, they're kissing my man. I said, I'm really nervous to be here to him. And he laughed and smiled. And so then he's he my man. kissed her. What a bitch. Slut. Um, sorry. that's That was an overreaction. She's not a slut. They're just having a nice kiss. Clayton is not my boyfriend. Kira then takes him away for his physical. She listens through the stethoscope. She's like, good news. You do have a heart. Let's see if we can make it beat a little faster. She kisses him as well. (sighs) Everyone is just deeply, deeply ruffled by... uh, Jane is literally like, my feathers are ruffled by him kissing other girls. Eliza gets a kiss through another little another little ploy, much like Kira. She brought flashcards with German words for him to try to pronounce. This was very cute. They start with one that she then translates as, can we kiss? And he says, how do I say yes? And, and then they, they make totally out. make out. They totally kiss. Oh my it totally God. works. I just like, Eliza just like has such a beautiful smile. I don't know. I just feel really drawn to her for some Uh, reason. Also, like her uh, sparkly silver gown was really working for me. Yeah, she she looked great. Um, At this point, Jesse brings out the first impression rose. So just know it is hanging over the rest of this night. Melina is like, look, a kiss is great. But what I need to do, again, is promote my business. So I'll be leading a workout class, just me and Clayton. She literally is like, you got to bring it night one. You don't know if you'll have a night two. Cut to her literally just being like, here's how you work out in my patent-pending shoes. Trademark, Kanga boots. Um, And leads him in a workout. Cassidy brings out another tiny SUV to race Clayton and, you know, Initiates a kiss by crashing, um, creating a damsel in distress sort of moment. And that brings us <laughs> to oh, really the star of the evening, arguably. My namesake. Your namesake. My name Chaotic twin. Claire. Chaotic Claire. I love that, like, whenever a Claire is on this franchise, she just, like, comes in with the most incredibly chaotic evil energy and just, like causes a ton of drama and then just like flames out i'm obsessed with it it's so great (laughs) so claire starts off like it seems really promising like 
Clayton loves football. She loves football. She's a fanatic. So she starts out having them reveal their favorite NFL team on three. She says Washington football team, and he says the Raiders. So strike one. As a person from the D.C. area, I was just reminded how relieved I am that uh, Washington football team finally changed their name. I have to say, this is tragic. I, for a moment, I was like, wow, she actually didn't say the offensive name. Maybe she's not so bad. <laughs> but that's not even their name anymore. Their name um, is Washington Football Team. Their name is Washington Football Team. <laughs> they couldn't even think of a, a normal, not offensive mascot. And she's just like, no one should have a different football, favorite football team than me. Um, it should always be Washington Football Team. Strike one against Clayton. She, for the rest of this interaction, seems like kind of disappointed in him at every turn. Um, he's not has... performing the way that she would hope. Like, he's <laughs> not bringing the proper energy to the cornhole. She's, yeah. He's not excited enough about the chicken wings that she has brought to this mini tailgate. Like, it's just clear that they are not vibing. Yeah. Apparently, there are different shapes of chicken wing. Like... She likes flats, and he likes a different kind of wing. I don't eat chicken wings, so I have no idea what the fuck they're talking about. But she's like, oh, it's fine. Like, that means when we are out together and we order wings, I'll get the flats, and you can have the shitty wings. Like, it's just like everything is just framed in this sort of, through this lens of disappointment in him. <laughs> she has such an aggressive energy. It's like he's just <laughs> letting her down at every he's turn. <laughs> and... She tries to get Clayton to sit and hang out, but Mara has walked up, or Mara has walked up and is trying to yeah, Mara him as for in their chat. Marinara. As in Marinara. You know what? It works. I I caught myself and I was like, that didn't rhyme with Marinara. And Claire is like, oh, we're in the middle of our convo. You can have him like when we're done. But Mara just stands there waiting and Clayton doesn't want to sit down in their folding sideline chairs. And is uncomfortable because Mara's just waiting. And Claire is pissed. She's like, sit. Like, why are you stressing me out right now? Like, ugh. And he's like, I'm just really feeling the pressure. Like, she's she's waiting. And Claire's like, fine, go. And this is basically it. This seals <laughs> the fate of this, this relationship. Seals. It's never going to work out. And at that point, we're going to take a quick break while Claire just really ruminates on how she's been wronged. And we'll be right back to show the fallout. Can you keep up? I like love it. I am so glad that it's finally warming up. And it also means that I just want to have fun this summer and I don't want to be worrying about meal prep. And luckily, I can do something about that with Factor, especially because they have so many meal options like Protein Plus, Keto, Vegetarian, something for every diet. Their fresh, never frozen meals are ready to eat in just two minutes. So no matter how busy you are, you'll always have time to enjoy nutritious, great tasting meals. With 35 different meals and more than 60 add-ons to choose from every single week, you'll always have new flavors to explore. Make your whole day delicious. From breakfast to dessert, stay fueled with easy, nutritious options. I love having a few factor meals just sitting in my fridge, especially because I work from home. It's so nice to finish up a taping and not have to figure out what to cook myself. Just look in my fridge and be like, oh, in two minutes, I can be eating mushroom chicken thighs and wild rice or tomato basil chicken risotto or 
Santa Fe style green chili beef skillet. And they always have a nice like vegetable side. It feels well-balanced. I feel full after, and it's not a headache at all. Head to factormeals.com slash LTSI50 and use code LTSI50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month. That's code LTSI50 at factormeals.com slash LTSI50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month while your subscription is active. The weather's getting warmer, so it's time to say goodbye to jackets and sweaters and hello to shorts and tees. Oh, I'm so happy the weather is finally turning. If you, like me, have been wanting to update your wardrobe for the long haul without, you know, spending a fortune, then Quince is for you. You can build up a lineup of timeless pieces that will keep you looking effortlessly chic year after year. Like premium European linen dresses, blouses, and shorts from $30, washable silk tops, timeless 14 karat gold jewelry, and so much more. And the best part, all Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. By partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman and passes those savings right on to you. And Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices, as well as premium fabrics and finishes. I love Quince for all these staples. I mean, linen is my favorite summer fabric. They have so many amazing linen staples. I also found my new go-to like summer running around to the playground in the coffee shop bag. It's the pebbled Italian leather front sling bag. I can just fit a wallet and my phone and my AirPods in it, maybe some lip balm. Absolutely perfect. I'm so obsessed with it. And the price was exactly what I wanted to. Get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to quince.com slash LTSI for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash LTSI to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash LTSI. And we're back. And Claire has decided how she feels. And it's not good. So she goes back to sit down with some of the other women and, like, tell them how her chat with Clayton went. We have a clip. Did you talk to him? Uh-huh. How did it go? Not the vibe. What? What? No. What do you mean? I have a very, like, specific palette. What's your palette? He's 100% too nice for me. Yeah, she she goes on later to say to various women, it was a catastrophe. I beat his ass in cornhole. And then the girl walked up and was like, can I steal you? And I was like, go. He sucks. She's like, I'd eat him and spit him out. I'm too fiery. I don't need to be with a guy who's like, hi, I love America and I'm its sweetheart. That you know what? made me laugh so hard. She's like, hi, I love America. And like, I'm his sweetheart. Like, a lot of this that. is speaking to me, to be honest. I'm like, do I need a guy who's like, I love America? Like, no. no. Honestly, I'd prefer one that doesn't go around saying, hi, I love America. (laughs) To be fair, we haven't actually heard Clayton say this, but... Yeah, she might be projecting a little bit, but no, it's just, it's hilarious how unnecessarily mean she's being at this point. It's like, it's just kind of an overreaction. Like, you met this guy, not the vibe. Okay, great, because there are 29 other women who want to marry right, him Right, I'm like, honestly, this kind of works out for everyone. You don't need to waste your time. Clayton doesn't need to waste his time. And, like, 
one down for everyone else. Right. But I think what's really going on here is, like, she didn't really like Clayton, but also she's pissed that he walked away from her. immediately obsessed with her. Like, he walked away. He wasn't, like, responding he to her He wasn't engaging with her little, way. like, barbs. Yeah. He wasn't, he wasn't giving back what she wanted, and he wasn't, like, suddenly focused on her. And so she's, she's like, offended. I hate him. Yeah. She keeps <laughs> being like, I hated him. I hate him. Oh, my God. I just, like, hate him. She literally says this more than once, oh which my becomes God. relevant It's soon. incredible. And the other women, meanwhile... They're offended. They're like, they're like personally they're offended. They're like, literally, how could there be a woman on God's green earth that is not already in love with this man? My man. Yeah. This man. My man. They're like, if she doesn't want to marry my man, honestly, she's a bitch and I don't want to know her. Um, like, it's truly don't yuck my yum culture has come to The Bachelor. These women are all like... <laughs> We're so stoked on Clayton, and it's like, girl, that's my dream guy. Shut up. Like, don't make me feel bad for being into Clayton. Like, I just want to enjoy my Clayton. <laughs> like, binge my Clayton, <laughs> like, when I'm having a tough day. I'm like, you're making me feel really bad about it. And Haley is ready to just fight. She's like, you come for Clayton. You come for all of us. Poor Haley rides so hard for Clayton, and he does <sighs> not reciprocate. He doesn't reciprocate. Um and so Serene finally sits down with Clayton and says, FYI, Claire is saying some things. I you love might that she, talk she tried to be so delicate. She's like, just Claire's saying some things. I think you might want to have a conversation. He's like, yeah, like what kind of things? She's like, well, you know, she was just like, I, I hate him. <laughs> right. It's like she tries to be very delicate. And then the minute that she's pressed for any specifics, she's like, she said she hates you, man. Like, <laughs> And he's bad. like, that is a strong word. <laughs> word. Like, she could have been like, oh, she was saying like, you know, she's not she's not feeling it with you. Like, she's not really here for you. <laughs> she's just like, nope, I'm going to be honest. She said she hates you. <laughs> and. Clayton has to deal with this, obviously. So he strides in, face like a storm cloud. And he's like, Claire, can we talk outside? I felt like he was channeling Michelle's teacher energy here. He's like, I learned from the best. <laughs> I know that you take the student outside. Out to the hallway. Yeah, out to the hallway <laughs> for an intimate chat. Yeah. To really lay down the law. And as they leave, Elizabeth is like, if Clayton's not your type, something is wrong with you. That's all I'm saying. Like, I'm okay, like, wow. I don't Elizabeth. think that's the lesson to draw here. Like, I very strongly you're disagree legally with that. obligated <laughs> to be attracted to Clayton. That is like that is says like encapsulates this franchise though. That's like any normal healthy woman would definitely fall in love with and want to marry this broad-shouldered white American former football player that we have presented you with, and like. Everyone likes him. Like, there's no, like, you don't want his rose? Like, what are you talking about? Like, he's universally appealing. That is the argument of the show. It is, like, for the norm that Clayton typifies. And Elizabeth is just putting words to that. And I very strongly disagree. That being said, Claire was, like, a little bit rude. <laughs> like, she Probably was definitely a little left. bit of an asshole. <laughs> definitely like, being an asshole. Mara's right. Yeah. She's sort of like, eh, he's not for her. No harm, no foul. She should just leave. Correct. Yeah. Yes. But she wants to get screen time as a villain. Like, she's here. Get some of that villain screen time. And I get respect Get women like it. me to secretly enjoy her a little bit. Um, 
So Clayton has to now spend time hashing out drama with Claire instead of talking to all the women, which is tough because most premieres, the lead does talk to everyone. Oh, wait, this always happens. And the lead never talks to everyone. But Clayton does sit down with her and he's like, I heard that you said that you hate me. And she's like, I, I mean, I, I didn't say that. I, like, I don't hate you. I don't hate you. Hate. I don't hate. Like, I where hate. did the like, word hate the word, come I, from? I've never said the word hate. I don't like hate anybody. That's ridiculous. I just, we haven't clicked. You're a great guy. I don't yeah. hate you. No. And then we miss the rest of their conversation because we've cut back to the women sort of talking about how all the time they're missing I was like, Clayton. no, 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 no. Go back to Claire. Go Give back. me the full conversation. They definitely did this partly so that they could have a moment of, like, uncertainty because the last thing that Claire says when they cut back to her, the last thing in the conversation is, I would love nothing more. And then they get up and walk past the women. And so for a moment, I guess you're supposed to be like, would she love nothing more than to stay? Or Obviously not. What? Obviously not. Obviously, he was like, I think you should leave. And she was like, I would love nothing more. (laughs) (laughs) Which seems like how she feels. But I was surprised that that is her exit exit. She doesn't get any post-exit interview or limo. Maybe that's uh, her her punishment for not (laughs) buying into the cult of Clayton. They gave her like like 15 minutes. (laughs) Um, But yeah, but no final word. So Clayton then re-enters and explains that he sent her home because she was tearing the whole mood down. And, like, it's not fair for her to be there if she doesn't want to be there. And I was like, Clayton, like, she's there to date you, and she doesn't like you. Like, you don't need to make this this whole global thing Again, about justice. Again, it's actually kind of positive <laughs> for everyone if someone identifies early on that they're not into you. Yeah, like, you're welcome. And although, to be fair, the women kept being like, so are you going to tell Clayton that you hate him and aren't She's like, him? no, she absolutely like, no. not. I'll, I, <laughs> no, hope I won't to, be doing that. Do I hope to stay around uh, <laughs> as long as possible. <laughs> um, and Elizabeth uh, says, you know, Claire really made it all about herself and it's not about her. It's about Clayton. And this is obviously correct. It is the lead's journey. But again... I'm just proud to be associated by name with such chaotic women on this franchise, once again, giving us just like a blaze of inglorious negging the bachelor. It's the perfect level of villainy because it flames out so quickly. She's not fighting with the other women over the course of five episodes. She just like gets drunk, says some really chaotic, kind of mean shit and then leaves in a blaze of glory and like it's mean and like clayton doesn't deserve it no, personally no, no, no. i'm not but, like, like advocating but for people the... to shit on clayton no i don't think he deserves to be personally shat on and it's it's mean and like she should she should feel bad but also on a perverse level i do just enjoy having one woman who's like this guy <laughs> like we're all supposed to be obsessed with this fucking guy because you know, the franchise is really just about building up such a such a cookie-cutter vision of what masculinity should be. And sometimes you just want to get drunk and be like, really? <laughs> and that's what Claire's are for. Um, <laughs> but Clayton needs needs to bring a different energy into his life at this point, which I recognize and support. And so he grabs Genevieve for a chat. And I think this is the moment that makes everyone think Genevieve is going to get the first impression, Rose, because he just had a tough time. And he's like, Genevieve, can I grab you? So... He seems to have, like, positive associations with her. And they have a nice chat. She's very she soothing is, and comforting. She is the girl whose parents have been married a long time. 
and thus she is, is the girl qualified. I bet like seventy like percent of these women. Oh, have definitely seventy percent. Like, but she's the one who's like, that's that's the defining quality I'm going to leave yeah. you with on night one. And he's like, my parents also have been married for a while and they're like we have to get married to each other now yeah it's almost like our parents have both been married for like roughly the amount of time that you would be if you had a child who's about 30 and (laughs) married since then it's basically just like a way of saying like my parents are married and not divorced um and there's someone else clayton has been dying to talk to cut to him sitting with pilot rachel Pilot Rachel, Mark, my, she she's going far, this one. Pilots, this show loves a pilot. It does. Um, and she's like, would you like to learn how to fly? I'm a flight instructor now. Would you like to learn how to fly? And he's like, no, I don't think that you want me flying a plane. I don't think that's a good idea. And she's like, why? And I'm like, Rachel, don't talk him into it. Like, flying a plane is very dangerous. We don't need, like, everyone learning. Yeah, I don't know if anyone um, has seen uh, the most recent episode of Yellow Jackets, but... It just really confirmed my feeling that you shouldn't fly a tiny plane. You shouldn't be in a tiny plane. You shouldn't be around a tiny plane. So afraid of tiny planes. Um, And he's like, but I would like to skydive. And she agrees. Neither of them ever have. And he's like, well, you can fly us up. And he's like, never mind. You would need to continue flying the plane. (laughs) We'll get someone else. We'll skydive. And um, she's like are you sure you don't want to learn how to fly, even if I'm your teacher? And he's like, well, now that I can trust. And then they make out. So, And then he yeah. goes in and grabs the first impression rose. And the women are sort of grouped into two different rooms. And so it's o- immediately obvious to the first group of women when he walks out of the room that it's none of them. And they're like, who is it going to be? Who is going to get that rose? And it's Teddy. I, I felt very confident that it was Teddy. Me, I felt that, that it was Teddy basically the minute that she came out of the limo and they had that good vibe and he was so taken with her. I was like, that it, frankly, that is what the first impression Rose is for. Yeah. Yeah. She clearly made such a, such a good first impression. It's so funny and, though, because for like the women, when like there's so much weight in that first impression Rose, you're like, oh, it's like. 50-50, or like more than 50%, like this person is going to be the winner. And then on with the Bachelorette. The, on the Bachelorette. And then with the men, you're just like, who can say? Yeah, who <laughs> it really can means say? nothing. They don't know themselves that well. <laughs> uh, yeah, so it's now mid-morning. So obviously it's time for the rose ceremony. Did they do this in a different room than they used to or something? Like they're all lined up. There are open curtains behind them and like daylight's coming through. I don't know. I or did I remember it taking place in or the Or did they just stage like it a, differently? I don't know. Yeah, it looked different than I remembered. But isn't that always the way? You go back home and it's not. Yeah, they do completely like repaint and redo everything in the mansion, like between every season. So maybe they they just decide they had a lot of time. Yeah. I don't know, man. I just kept being like, I'm too old. How does anyone, how do they pull these all nighters? How do they still look so, how is no one falling asleep? I don't understand. I don't know. I don't know. I I always like underestimated how important sleep is um, to look to look pretty fresh because I just slept a lot and then I had a baby and like my skin is so haggard now like it is brutal like how would you make it from you know 9 p.m to 7 a.m still looking completely perfect I don't understand yeah I don't know 
Um, it's time for the rose ceremony, and the roses go to Serene, Susie, Eliza, Rachel, Ensi, Sarah, Kate, Cassidy, Elizabeth, Kira, Shanae, Sierra, Mara, Marlena, Genevieve, Melina, Gabby, who, like, has a brain fart and tries to just take the rose before he offers it. I would totally do that. When she did that, I was like, why is she being weird? And then she was like, oh, sorry. Like, I'm not supposed to. And I was like, oh, right. She's supposed to wait for him. It was really relatable. And then he's like, do you want this rose? And she was like, yeah, maybe. I was like, I think so. (laughs) I think so. (laughs) Uh, Jill, uh, Lindsay W., and Hunter. The second half of all of this is completely intercut with Tessa, our asset, just sobbing about how inadequate she feels. I felt so sad for Tessa. This show is just like psychological torture. Oh, yeah. Tears women down real quick. It's like 12 hours. And this like objectively stunning woman is like just devolving into a puddle of tears about how everyone else there is better than her. Yeah. And... Thankfully, the final rose does go to Tessa so she can have some more time to just psychologically break herself down. Going home, Jane, so much for the classics. Ivana, so much for entering silently. Lindsay D, Haley, Rihanna, Daria, Samantha? Mm-hmm. Did we? I like, I still, I don't think I saw her, but she didn't get a rose. Um, possibly more people, but the first night is always a lot for me <laughs> to try to keep track of all of these women. Um, but we see a couple exits. Poor Haley and and Ivana are, are disappointed. And so then Clayton toasts to love. And then Cassidy is like, I have something to add. And I think we have a clip. I really appreciated everyone's support and just kindness all night. It's, it's going to be so much fun getting to be friends. Raise a toast to the most supportive and beautiful group of women I've ever met in my whole life. If I know one thing about this show, <laughs> it's that the ethos of this show is just really like hashtag women supporting women. Yeah, it truly is. I mean, we are, like, the biggest proponents of Bachelor Nation friendships and, like, the friendships in the house and isn't it beautiful and they all support each other. But, like, this feels very girl bossy to me. It's like we've decided that being friends with each other is good, so we just are friends. We have barely met each other. Right. But we're best friends now. It it feels very unearned. I think what we like to see is is the friendships that that naturally – form throughout this process and then what can happen is that you decide that you're all the most supportive and wonderful women in the entire world they've ever met in their entire lives that that (laughs) cracks there's so much betrayal that goes along with that like i feel like they're all putting each other on a pedestal and it's about to like be immediately torn down i actually thought this was so funny because again you could just see the editor as like glee at being able to cut from the toast to girl power, smash <laughs> cut directly to Shanae and Elizabeth being like, get your fucking name out of my mouth, you bitch. Like, yeah. and everyone crying. Don't talk to me. Don't, Don't talk, talk to, me. to me. Everyone crying. Everyone crying so much. And, you know, 
accusations. Serena's playing him and he's playing us. And like someone has a friend with benefits. So she's not here for Clayton. I'm like, I'm sorry. Do we have friends with benefits instead of husbands now? Like I'm confused by the idea. You're not allowed to have sex with with anyone before going on this show. They need to implement like a period of celibacy. (laughs) You know, when you're out there and you're just like, I'm dating either to find like a fuck buddy or a husband. It really doesn't matter (laughs) which to me because they're basically the same. And yeah, there's just a lot of viciousness encapsulated in this preview. It's looking pretty bad. We also see, again, those classic, classic misdirects. I was sort of watching the latter part of this promo because they tease again the scene of Clayton ultimately telling multiple women that he's in love with them and then multiple women that he's been intimate with them. And they were, I believe, cutting away to different women's faces who are not necessarily matched up to that scene we will see but i saw i saw a lot of serene i saw Mm -hmm. a lot of rachel a lot of Susie, Mm -hmm. and then we did see shots of sarah and genevieve and actually shanae as well um the thing about the shots of sarah and genevieve is that they do seem to be in the same venue kind of trying to flee yeah, and something clearly and happens. Like, I, and, uh, yeah, so like to me, those did seem like they could easily they 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 could easily come from that that scene. I think they could, but but then I also saw a shot of say. someone that from behind appeared to be Rachel, per the hair, who also yeah. seemed to be in that venue. So I was like, there's there's some amount. I don't know what it is, but there's yeah. some amount of misdirection happening. Oh, definitely, which is fun. And it I adds to the fun. You know, it. I don't want to know what happens um until this scene finally airs i'm excited it all it all pays off um and with that uh we're at the ending credits um we get a little glimpse of his one-on-one time with sarah who i do think is going to be prominent on this season yeah but we didn't see much of her previously tonight and she is telling him that she used to be in a toxic job and him being the bachelor was assigned to her to move forward. Um, she, this is sort of her great resignation. I was going to say, like, she's my- part of the great resignation <laughs> and I love that for her. Yeah. And so to signal moving ahead from bad corporate jobs, they use baseball bats to destroy, destroy a copier. And that brings us to the end of the episode. Uh I hope everyone is just really girding their loins for the weeks of sobbing blonde women shrieking at each other that are clearly to come on Clayton's season. And now it's time for Love to See It, Hate to See It. Let's start with Love to See It. First... We love to see the crusty old bachelor mansion. Mm-hmm. We're back home and it feels good and it also feels weird, but it feels comforting. <laughs> they say you can't go home again, but like, I'm home again, baby. Clayton, ugh, his just like hilarious football sideline huddle energy whenever he gets amped is just like, it's ridiculous, but I enjoy it. Me it's too. like he's acting like meeting a really beautiful woman calls for the same response as like a sack or like a field goal from fifty three yards. Like he's just like, "Come on, baby, yeah!" And, and I'm like, "Get in the game. Get your head in the game, Clayton." <laughs> 
There's a scene they keep showing in previews where he's like standing by an SUV in like a long wool coat and he's like, I'm falling in love <laughs> and it feels so good. And I'm like, what is happening in this scene that makes that feel appropriate? I don't but know, but I don't Clayton hate brings. it. <laughs> I don't hate it. It makes him a little different, a little, a little odd. And I appreciate that. Also, look, we're not pro being mean to people, but just want to reiterate that we kind of do love when we see a Bachelor contestant not buy into the cult of personality behind the lead. We love ourselves some chaotic energy, and Chaotic Claire was a really fun addition to this premiere. It was fun. I'm like, puncture the the cult of the the white male, you know, just a little bit. Puncture it, you know. He'll be fine. Get some air in there. He'll be fine. Uh, Next, hate to see it. Uh, just starting off with why would he buy the cow when he's getting the milk for free? <laughs> Y'all, just leave this one. Like, let's... It's just a phrase that can be banned. Uh, we also hate to see women declaring things like, if Clayton isn't your type, there's something wrong with you. Yeah. It's like, truly, it's like the enforcement of people romantically valuing... White specific, football players. Yeah. Specific models of, like white masculinity and like the same thing is true on the reverse it's like oh you have to be into like this exact type of of hot white woman like that's just the pinnacle of desirability the enforcement of that like is visible on this show and it is devaluing to all other kinds of people and just something that i find really icky about the show as a whole that elizabeth just put into words for us next i hate to see this denim generational chasm that has opened to divide our current crop of sexy singles. I think it just makes me unsettled to have such a visual marker that the 32-year-olds are older than the Claire is very upset about the attack on her skinny jeans the that is occurring. The <laughs> Won't someone think of the skinny jeans? Someone's got to think of them. We also hate to see a 33-year-old woman self-identifying as a cougar and vintage for like maybe wanting to date a man in his late 20s. Yeah. Also, finally, hate to see these women just getting territorial after, like, one hour. Like, I sense that this season is going to be exhausting. Yeah. (laughs) Everyone, please do some deep breathing before the next episode. I sure will be. So it's time for our episode-by-episode rating. And this season, in honor of Clayton's just really weirdly football sideline style approach to dating we are gonna go with tailgate energy out of 10 bud lights every episode we are going to rate it by how tailgatey it is and i think we're gonna see some very tailgate-esque episodes this season i agree and we really truly started with a bang we're gonna have to give this one eight maybe pushing nine bud lights there was some serious tailgate energy i mean claire first of all set up a tailgate yeah there was an actual tailgate clayton was pumping himself up at any given point clayton was acting like he was at a tailgate except when he was literally at claire's tailgate that was the least tailgate energy (laughs) that he brought the entire episode and so i guess we'll deduct 
one Bud Light. Yeah, for that. eight Bud Lights for this episode. And you know what? I think we could. I think we could hit ten this season. Can't wait to see where we go. That's it for Love to See It with Emma and Claire. Love to See It is produced by us, Claire Fallon and Emma Gray, and Stitcher. This episode was edited by Tamika Weatherspoon. Our theme music is by Tamar Haviv, and our art is by Celine Chang. Josephine Martirana is our executive producer. If you like the show, please rate us five stars and leave a review. And of course, help us spread the word about our show, especially to any of your friends who used to listen to us as Here to Make Friends. If you want to get in touch, you can email us at claireandemmapod at gmail.com with your questions and voice memos. We might even feature you in an upcoming mailbag. You can also find us on Twitter at love to see it Pod and Instagram at claireandemmapod. And you can find our newsletter, Rich Text, on Substack at claireandemma.substack.com. I'm on Twitter and Instagram at Claire E. Fallon. And I'm at Emma Lady Rose. We'll be back next week to recap the next stage of Clayton's journey. Can you keep up? I like love Stitcher. Life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one crispy so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour. When your space has the long-lasting, noticeable scent of Airwick Vibrant Essential Mist, you'll want to invite everyone over. From book club to reality TV watch parties, even the in-laws. It smells... Amazing. Airwick Vibrant Essential Mist is infused with two times more essential oil versus regular Airwick Essential Mist for our most authentic, nature-inspired fragrance experience. Airwick Vibrant Essential Mist is perfectly portable and effortlessly easy, the way fragrance should be. Now that's a breath of fresh Airwick.